Episode 2 Consumerism and the Insatiable Thirst for Material Goods Hi guys, I'm Chandra, the lighthearted plant lover behind The Granola Minimalist. Welcome to my podcast. I bring you, along with me, to camp out, enjoy nature, and record this podcast on sustainable living and minimalism from the comfort of my tent somewhere in the woods. Where in the woods am I? Where will I be next? Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, The Granola Minimalist, where you can literally see where in the woods I am. Each podcast will have a corresponding YouTube video, so please subscribe to stay updated. For this podcast, I am broadcasting to you directly from the Olympic National Forest, which is located in the northwestern part of Washington State. It is a beautiful day out here. Sunny, but smoky. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the mountains and the lake behind me, kind of, but it's a little hazy because of all the smoke and fog. The hike to get up to where we are at now was about two miles up, but over 2,000 feet gain, and so it was basically like an all-natural Stairmasters. We heard lots of warnings about this trail that it was going to be a thigh burner, and I'd have to agree. So now you know where in the woods I am. Let's get started and talk about consumerism. If you would like to read along or check for references for any sources, please check out the written version of this article linked below, but also found on my blog at thegranolaminimalist.com. Somewhere along the line, consumerism has become intertwined into societal norms, so much so we rarely question the never-ending rat race of pursuing the next best thing. Consumerism is defined as the social and economic encouragement to purchase goods and services in a habitually increasing fashion. Anyone navigating through life in a developed country can attest to the whirlwind of trends we feel pressured to keep up with throughout our lives to feel we fit in with our peers. The fast-paced evolution of technology, fashion, and luxury items keeps a constant flow of new things we feel we must acquire to fit in. The latest iPhone, designer handbag, and smartwatches, to name a few. These are the lifestyle luxuries we've been conditioned to believe tell society, I'm living the American dream. Living in an American city results in daily overexposure to a materialistic lifestyle as we are enticed to purchase by nearly every surface we come in vicinity with. Have you noticed those billboard advertisements, magazine ads, and even those pesky ads that find their way into the apps on our smartphones? It's estimated that each American is exposed to 4,000 to 10,000 advertisements per day. Consumerism is the byproduct of capitalism, the very one that has resulted in the American economy to thrive following the Industrial Revolution. Capitalism itself is defined as an economic system that encourages the production of goods and services in order to generate value, which is usually received in the form of money. Capitalism has given America great opportunity and power as a country, but that doesn't mean we should allow it to continuously infiltrate our lives on a daily basis. A successful capitalist business model aims for infinite growth, but our basic needs have always been a finite list. 
In order to maintain the infinite growth, productive advertising combined with normalized use of lines of credit enables Americans to buy things they don't need with money they don't have so that they fit in with their peers who, get this, are simply doing the exact same thing. Some call this the American dream, but I call it the American nightmare. The amount of advertisement access that big corporations legally have to the public is not sustainable for the consumer. A 2019 statistic pings the current total non-mortgage consumer debt in the U.S. to be $4.6 trillion. Clearly, we cannot afford the rate of increase in the market that companies are capable of producing. We have to remember as consumers that at the end of the day, the goal of the producers is to feed their hungry capitalist pig at corporate and that they don't have our best interest at heart, no matter how convincing the advertisements may seem. Tech hubs race to release new devices to the market much quicker than actually necessary. An estimate I found stated that if you upgraded your phone plan to the newest iPhone every year, you would spend about $20,000 over a 10-year period. Isn't it strange how shortly after we've walked away with our new gadget in tow, the glow of a new purchase quickly fades off, and we begin to feel unsatisfied when our device is not the latest and greatest. So we've all felt those envious pangs for the version that is slightly better than our device, but now available in an attractive array of colors. The interconnectedness of social media causes the race for the next best thing to speed up exponentially. We have the potential to be continuously influenced by our peers through the blue glow of our smartphone from anywhere in the world. People tend to post the highlights of their life online, so we often compare ourselves to the picturesque version of others we see. Have you ever had the thought when scrolling online that if you just had their car or those shoes or went to that festival, you would be happier? We tend to model our own purchasing behaviors off of people that look happy, even if their happiness is just an online facade. Social media influencers have a strong presence when it comes to setting trends and making brands popular. Influencers are people who, for one reason or another, have power over a large amount of people simply because of the amount of followers they have on a given platform. The way that social media becomes a platform for advertisement is very simple. Marketing companies pay the influencers to make an online post or two, specifically to entice their followers to consume whatever product or service advertised, and the masses follow with credit cards at the click of a button. Fashion is another commodity that we as a society are guilty of feeding our impulse to consume with. Before clothing became easily and cheaply made overseas, the clothing industry revolved around the four naturally occurring seasonal changes, but most honestly, hot and cold weather. Now the industry is estimated to have fashion seasons changing from 11 to 15 times per year. That is the equivalent of a department store changing out all their stock more than once a month. With trendy clothes being so cheap and accessible, Quickly acquiring and disposing of these items to keep up with the trend is a slippery slope. It is emotionally much easier to get rid of our inexpensive, poor-quality clothes than our more expensive, higher-quality clothes, which makes for a vicious cycle of shopping and discarding. There is less friction and intentionality that goes into purchasing fast fashion items on the front end due to low cost and on the back end when discarding due to low quality that can make many of these clothing items one-time wears. A 2017 analysis stated that the average American household, approximately three people living under one roof, spend on average $1,833 a year on apparel. That is a lot of money to be spent when our lifestyles do not actually require us to go through that much clothing due to wear and tear alone. 
With every household consuming this much clothing in excess on average, clothing waste is being disposed of at a rate of 11.9 million tons per year. To put that into perspective, one ton equals 2,000 pounds. Excessive consumption is not just limited to the aura surrounding material lifestyle goods, but even the packaging of our food, beverages, and personal care products. Have you ever considered where all the trash you produce is going after you drop it off in the dumpster? Stay tuned for part two of my consumerism series, Consumerism and the Mountains of Trash. That's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to learn with me about consumerism. This podcast was recorded live from a mountaintop in Washington State, so I apologize for any wind that picked up in the mic. Please check out my corresponding YouTube video on my channel called The Granola Minimalist so you can see what it took to get to such a beautiful place to record this podcast. But before we go, each podcast ends with a simplicity tip, sustainability tip, and a serendipitous moment I got out of this road trip to Mount Eleanor in the Olympic National Forest. So my simplicity tip is to underbook yourself rather than overbooking when on a road trip. It will make it a whole lot less stressful when plans have to change due to wildfires in my case. My sustainability tip is to not overbuy food when on vacation, and if you do, give extras to family, friends, and even homeless people, but try to avoid throwing it away. My family had extra food on this trip, so they gave it to me and Jake for the remainder of our trip, and we were actually really grateful because then we didn't have to go buy more food for camping. And lastly, my serendipitous moment was being brought to this beautiful hike. My sister's husband scouted out this hike. I've never even heard of it, and we drove up to it, this giant mountain in the Pacific Northwest, and we climbed to the top of it, where I then recorded this podcast. It was insanely scenic and insanely challenging, and I would do it again. But that's it for today. Thanks for being here.